私の桃を味わってみませんか、oh. <laughs> That's a really long one. はい。Japanese, right? はい。<laughs> It means, would you like to taste my peach? Oh, oh. Easter egg, secret message, dropping hints. But the answer is obviously yes. I would obviously love to taste your peach. How are you today? I'm delightful. I have been so busy. I don't know if you noticed, but I rebranded myself on Instagram. That was a very big decision. Bold, brave, some would say. I initially thought that you'd been blocked off Instagram for being too explicit. I was looking up the link to your Instagram and it was gone, and I panicked. You know what? It was actually some feedback given by John Sadler. Basically, he said, I feel like Jessica struggled with your underscores. You need to change this now. You've been meaning to change it for a while, though. It's been problematic from the beginning. It's been on the top of my mind forever, but I was just so stuck in my ways. I just thought I had to either be mingling or mingling 88. And both were taken by young Asian women with small followings. So I was very upset. So what have you gone with? So I'm just now, hey, mingling. I like it. It's very sing song, isn't it? It's very upbeat. It, it, I think it really plays into your personality. Hey, mingling. Hey, mingling. Hey, mingling. Hey, mingling, mingling. Yeah, it's really good. I love your sing song voice, and you say really quite harsh, critical things, but you, you say it in a voice that means that I can't get angry with you. Gareth, are you gonna wear that? <laughs> that, that? Oh, that shirt story <laughs> still haunts me. See, me, we're talking about my voice. I was watching this influencer on TikTok. She has a very different TikTok voice compared to her podcasting voice. Ah.、Oh. That got me thinking do I want to rebrand my voice? So, what would you go for as your podcasting voice?、Um, I thought maybe something a little bit lower, maybe. Barry White it up a bit, sort of. Spoken Barry White. See, that's not bad. I'm just reading something, I'm just reading something that's on my desk right now. Pearlized head pins. Singer. Size. 20 millimeters. It's quite erotic. Could you sustain that for an entire episode, though? Because, you know, you're not very good at sticking with things. <laughs> And I say that with love in a sing song voice. You ain't the best at committing. Any feedback from listeners that you wanted to share? Yes, I'm very excited. We got some art from both Sunny and Inside Bear. Remember, we spoke about them last week. Oh, I've seen the art. It's fantastic. I know. I'm just, I'm really waiting for the opportune time to post it. So once I post it, thank you, Sunny. Thank you, Inside Bear. Go to. Hey, mingling. <laughs> no, too many <laughs> syllables. You put too many E's in that hey, haven't you? Oh, hey, mingling. And then finally, another friend, he said he hadn't listened to our podcast and I was very offended. And he just said, Well, I thought that you were just writing your pit crew fame. And so all it would just be about is drag race. And I don't watch drag race. So then when I told him that it was about come, he was like, Oh, I'm all in.、Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had me at come. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Glad you could join us. Any feedback from you?、Oh, I had quite a bit.、Um, oh, Daniele emailed to say that he likes listening because he says it's like spending time with nice gay guys who have no shame speaking about porn and sex. I think he gets us. He, I feel like he gets us. We did get some feedback from our guest last week, Jessica Wilde, who suggested that we should release some video of the podcast, but I'm not sure that we've got the makeup or wardrobe budget that we'd need for that. Oh, and the final bit of feedback that I've got Danny Haddon says that he's got a bit of a crush on you. Moi? He's following you very hard on Insta. Danny also said that he wants less guests and more chat about nonsense. But bad news, Danny, we've got another guest today. <laughs> We're basically edging Danny. I love edging. This week's episode is presented by gaydart.net, the original gay dating app. Excellent podcasting voice. 
now that everyone's starting to talk about getting the vaccine and life after lockdown, I'm already starting to get performance anxiety about having to, you know, once again, navigate dating and hookups. I mean, I've got anxiety about all sorts of stuff. Uh, like, for example, I was wondering the other day if I could remember how to use chopsticks because it's so long since I've been out to a restaurant that I actually, I've been practicing with my hands. <laughs> but anyway, we don't have time to unpack that just now. Let's. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's stay focused on hookups. Do you have any hookup rituals or routines or how do you prepare for a hookup? I do have a little bit of a regime, I would say. And I think like how interested I potentially am in with you depends on whether I do the whole regime or I skip steps. Wait, so no, explain that. So depending on how excited you are about the potential hookup is an indicator of how much preparation you're going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Continue. So you might get the full experience. You might also just get like the discounted experience too. And it's an experience. <laughs> Still an experience, yeah. But wait, it's not dependent on what you're planning to do with that hookup. So if you've been sexting and you've figured out what's going to go down, that's not influencing your preparation. It's whether you're actually into it or not kind of thing. Sometimes I find that people are still very unclear, though. Do you actually set the ground rules of what you're doing prior to you going? Yeah, I like to know what's on the menu and what the running order of the hookup is going to be. I need timestamps. <laughs> I need a graphic representation. And then I know what I'm in for. That's really no surprise because when we both come to approaching this podcast, we have two very different styles. <laughs> my podcasting style is very similar to my hookup style. A Google Doc spreadsheet google sheet a yellow highlighter ready for action mine are just high level points i'll just wing it do you like the excitement of meeting new guys so when you're looking for potential hookups is part of it the sense of meeting someone new or do you prefer sticking with guys who you've already seen before so you've got like repeat business with a couple of regulars Okay, for starters, hooking up for me is anxiety-inducing, not because of the amount of work that has to go into it. I'm scared I'm going to lose my life. Valid, especially in Toronto. There's a bit of history there. Um, no, I'm actually just genuinely scared of like going to a random person's place or a hotel. I don't know why, but it really is. And then I kind of think, because I'm like, okay, I don't want to go to someone else's place because then I could get killed at their place. I'll have them come to my place. But then I'm also worried that they won't leave. That's also another thing. If you go to someone else's place, you have the power to leave. If somebody comes to you, it's harder to kick someone out. I feel like you're possibly overthinking the whole thing. Ah! Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Your hookup anxiety is getting out of control. I didn't even order a hookup. I shouldn't even be worried. Oh my God, it's just actually as our next guest. Our guest this week is an entertainer, an artiste, and an ambassador for her city. If you've seen season two of RuPaul's Drag Race, you'll want a taste of her cherry pie. Hailing from the House of Brooks in Atlanta, Georgia, please welcome to the stage, Nicole Page Brooks. Oh, she's my favorite. Yay. I love her. Oh, my goodness. She's so pretty and thin. Wow. She looks amazing. <laughs> she hasn't changed in, like, <laughs> since we saw her on TV. She looks exactly the same. Welcome to the show. I'm excited. You know what I thought about when this, you know, those snowball ice cream cones. That's all I've been craving since you've asked me to be on this show. Delicious. And you also know the gay term of snowballing, right? Um, 
Yeah, I knew this wasn't going to be a PG sort of show. Um, isn't that where you, like, I swallow your cum and spit it in your face or something? Yeah. Precisely. Yes. Nicole, George has been in the news a lot recently. Like, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, you know, from turning blue in the presidential elections and through into the hate crime shooting that's really shocked the world. What's the mood like at the moment in Atlanta? Um, I think everybody is kind of freaked out everywhere, you know? It's just so weird. I have a lot of Asian friends. Uh, my best friend, Susanna, is Asian. And she, um, yeah, she says she's afraid of white people right now. You know what I mean? It's like you see a red hat and you're crossing the street. Yeah. It's just strange. I mean, I know that area very well. Cheshire Bridge is not, I mean, I drove through there the day, day of, the day before, and the day after that happened, you know, because that's my it's part of town. It's like a weird time for everyone. It's very strange. It's very strange. I'm not personally afraid. I'm just very aware. Atlanta's known for its vibrant drag scene. You know, it's really a, a hub of drag excellence, isn't it? Why do you think drag's such a big deal in Atlanta? Well, I think we're a huge southern hub to start with, you know, and we're like the center of Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, not Kentucky, but we get, we get Kentuckians also. But it's, you know, Florida, North Carolina, Virginia. We're just the center of all that, and we're the biggest city, the most progressive mindset, not just now, but previously. You know, Atlanta was a black mecca or is a black mecca. So it just had a big draw to small town people that need to get out. Do you always introduce yourself as Nicole Beige Brooks from? No, 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 no. Okay, so apparently during the audition video, I kept saying Nicole Page Brooks from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Nicole Page Brooks from Atlanta. <laughs> and so once I landed there, they were like, every interview. Or RuPaul would say, Nicole Page Brooks, and wait for me to say the rest of it. You know, they, they wouldn't, and they're like, no, say it like you did on your audition video. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but when I got there, everybody was saying, Nicole Page Brooks from Atlanta, Georgia, you know, saying the producers, everybody. All of these, um, like, memes or these lines that no one pl- no one really plans them. Like you- Well, nowadays, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. they come with T-shirts already printed. <laughs> <laughs> they're prepared, they're prepared. Well, which is great because they've got a whole way to figure out how to get it prepared. I didn't have that shit. We didn't even have YouTube. How have you found that transition from, you know, having a career when that wasn't such a big issue to it now driving so much around content does having a teenage son help with that does he get you on tiktok nope the only thing he does is his xbox and he can't be bothered with nothing i'm doing you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) he is not interested at that time i was working with a group called youth pride which is charity that helps youth and things like that i was throwing parties for them so i had a lot of young people around me like one of my children now wesley severe um Xavier Photography, he's been doing my pictures since he was in high school. I was his senior project, you know. So a lot of my promo pictures are still this young child. He's also the one who set up my MySpace for me and set up my my Facebook. You know, every time a new program came out, usually it was one of my youth pride children that have stayed with me since then, guiding me on what I needed. Everybody's trying to get me on TikTok, but I, I don't know. I got too many to check already. Too many to take, not enough to talk. We have a question from a previous guest on Snowballing. He is our resident drag statistician. This is his question for you. Hello, Nicole Page Brooks. My name is Rob. I am a super big fan, and I'm so excited that you're being interviewed this week on Snowballing, and we get to hear all the awesome stuff that you're up to these days. And I want to know, what is the most important lesson that you've learned from your drag mama, Shauna Brooks? Oh, that's a good question. I've learned so much from Shauna. I just love this person. I'm a huge drag fan to start with. So I basically stalked her. I saw her at Backstreet and was like, what is this madness? 
to be self-sufficient is really her main thing. It's like you make it yourself. Nobody else can be wearing it kind of situation. And that really is a good thing for today's queens mm, yes. because so many queens are ordering off a of wish. And you see, you know, I mean, even when you see something real sickening, I, I'm like, oh, I can't do it because 32 out of 1,000 queens are pushing that same button. So I can't really bring myself to order online like that. And, you know, do it all yourself. Do your own makeup, do your own hair, do everything. To be self-sufficient is probably the best advice she's given me. It's a really do-it-yourself sort of family we are. How big's the House of Brooks now? Ooh. Hold on. Let me get you. <laughs> Where's the family tree? <laughs> oh. Get you a photo. Oh, my gosh. No way. There's like 17. We did this for Shauna's birthday, and this is not all of them. This is the ones we're speaking to. Right. Some members have been excommunicated. Obviously, Phoenix from season three is my daughter. So, and then Destiny Brooks is my sister. And then we have Tara Nicole, who's my older sister. She's the original of the three of us. And then we all have children. I probably more than others because I want to perpetuate all the generosity and kindness that Shauna was because she just is so generous. You know, before I was even a Brooks, I was just like, oh, I just love that. And I wasn't even really performing. She just knew that I did drag kind of like in, in my bathroom at home, you know. <laughs> so I said, oh, I just love that blue outfit. She's like, oh, hold on. She ordered us a drink and she walked away. and She came back with the outfit in a bag. Wow. My phone bill, my phone was off one time way back in, you know, Metro PCS days. And she was like, I tried to call you today and your phone's off. I was like, I know I get paid tomorrow. I'm going to take it. She's like, how much is your phone bill? I was like, it was only like $45. Yeah. And she's like, here's handing me 60 bucks. And she's like, I don't ever want you yep. need something. Just tell me what it is and we'll take care of this. You know what I mean? That's amazing. That's what family's for. So it was just an umbrella protection that was necessary for a lot of people. And I think that it saved a lot of people in our family, you know, now, Nicole, we've got another fan question for you. Ming, do you want to play that? Oh, yeah, sure. Here we go. Hey, Queen. Fellow snowballer here, Leah Canelli. And I want to know if you were to write an anthem that was quintessentially Nicole Page Brooks, what would it be called and what style of music would it be? Also, if you need help writing it, you and I could write some Nicole Page hooks. I'll see myself out now. Oh, Lord. Okay, well, first off, I cannot hold a note. Yeah, I can't sing. What would my... But if I had a hook, it'd probably be like, don't touch me. Oh, my God, I love that. Don't touch me. Come here, don't touch me. Who were some of the singers or pop stars who sort of you draw inspiration from? I am Dua Lipa all day right now, girl. I can't stop. What Did you see her on the Grammys? She's levitating, bitch. Girl, I'm memorizing that old thing. Whoop, whoop. Katy Perry, unbeknownst to me, for like four years, I'd performed Katy Perry's in a row at Pride here in Atlanta. And I was like, wait a minute. I mean, <laughs> every since from Kiss the Girl to, I think, Waking Up in Vegas, I did Firework. Um, yeah, I think Shake It Off by Taylor Swift broke the trend or whatever. Well, that's the singing challenge from Drag Race. But what about some of the other challenges that we see on the show in subsequent seasons uh, since you've been on? Take, for example, something like the Snatch Game. Do you have a Snatch Game character that you've been thinking about? I was going to do Mrs. Hannigan from um, Annie. Oh. <laughs> uh, she's drunk, which I can do. <laughs> I, I can play that part. And she was very flirtatious, so I was just going to go in and try to have RuPaul the whole time. And then I was also thinking Janice Dickinson. I was just going to be like, I thought I was going to be contested. Why am I over here with these non-celebrities, you know, and just be like, ugh, you know, and just go through it the whole time. Those were the two I was thinking of doing. Good choices. What about the variety show challenge? What would you do for the talent portion? 
Well, I've been thinking about that because I think all stars they make you do something at the beginning. I'm very kind of burlesque and strip teasy. I think it's kind of been done though. I'm also funny, so I think maybe a funny strippy thing. A comedic strip tease. I probably get really naked. You know, I probably rely on this body a whole lot. Yeah, why not? You know, Las Vegas showgirl sort of situation is probably what I would present and maybe even do stand-up comedy like that. I don't know. What about something like the roast then? Oh, I have. I could roast. I could roast. I think my roast would be like, oh, I would present it very Southern. Like, I love your outfit. I could never wear that, but it looks good on you. (laughs) Bless your heart. That's amazing that you think those shoes are great. You know, oh, I'll pray for you and that wig. You know, those sort of situations. Um, I was always thinking like, yeah, same. What would I do if I like if we were on a roast? And so I thought I would try and I thought I could read them out to you and maybe you can give me some feedback. Okay. Um, Gareth, you've been my best friend for the last 10 years. Um, I love you. And they say that distance makes the heart grow fonder. The only thing that I've realized that you have grown fonder of are things that begin with the letter C, like carbs and come. It, it could use some editing. I think the only thing you've grown fonder of are carbs and it could be faster. Okay, good. Yeah, delivery. Okay, yeah. delivery. Okay. You've also been very supportive of me. We call you my supporter sports bra. The things that you have in common of a supportive sports bra is that you don't move much during vigorous activity and people love you because you come in various sizes. No, I think uh, they're cheap and you can get them at Goodwill uh, every time. <laughs> You usually find them dangling out of, hanging out next to a trash bin, and they're very affordable, like you. There you go. I don't even know, Garrett, that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but accurate, yeah. (laughs) Next up then, you know, we've all obviously spent quite a lot of time in gay bars and going to clubs and stuff, and we're always intrigued by the names of gay bars, and, you know, there's some memorable ones that that always stand out. Do you have any favorite gay bar names or clubs where you perform where the name's really cool or... Or just bad? Well, um, we have Swinger Richards here and um, BJ Roosters. BJ Roosters, good. It's a B and a J and then a big old cockhead is the logo of it. <laughs> Swinging Richards is genius because it's a strip joint, isn't it? Yeah, it's a full frontal strip joint. I think it should be called Mr. Johnson's. I think, guarantee that's kind of what your next business should be. Drag strip club. I'd be up for that, definitely, yeah. I remember I went to this amazing drag strip club in uh, D.C., where like the top level was like full frontal and then under like the ground floor was a drag bar. Oh, that's a good idea. Best of both worlds. Yeah. What are some other good names for bars then? I was thinking of there's the manhole in Chicago. Oh. There's the mailbox in Detroit. Yeah, we have like the shoot. I've heard of the shoot, but that's, I mean, they all sound nasty to me. You know what I mean? There's the ramrod in Boston. Yeah, see, all I think aren't those all sex clubs, uh, Mr. Johnson, that you're mentioning? Pretty much, or, yeah. I, they're, I, they're, think they're... I don't think you're saying, I think you're saying gyms and spas. I don't <laughs> Those are different uh, their clubs. Now, each week we've been workshopping an erotic gay novel. It's called Mountain Men. And it's about three guys in a remote part of the Canadian Rockies getting it on. Do you read erotic gay fiction at all? Or? No, I'll read nothing but audiences. Perfect. Well, you're going to bring a fresh approach to this then. Okay, so the scene we're focusing on is when Aiden joins Robbie in the shower. So I'm going to read out this paragraph and then we're going to go back and fill in the blanks with the words that you want to use to put some description in, into it, okay? Robbie bent down to pick up the soap. He realized that he was now eye to eye with Aiden's massive blank. Suck it, growled Aiden. Robbie reached out and took hold of Aiden's blank. He tongue-toyed with Aiden's blank foreskin. 
He opened his mouth and felt Aiden's thickness slide across his tongue like a blank, pushing down towards the back of his throat. <laughs> Nicole, your face. I am a southern belle, honey. This is a lot of blanks. Okay. First thing, he was face to face with his massive... Blank. Exactly. What word do you want to put in there? Member. Mm. I like massive member. Suck it, growled Aiden. Robbie reached out and took hold of Aiden's blank. Wet. Yes. Dreamy. I was going to say dripping, so I like dreamy. <laughs> Wet, dreamy, um, cock. Yes. Solid. <laughs> Just get to the point. Okay. And so then his tongue toyed with Aiden's blank foreskin. Moist. Moist, oh. yes. All right. And then uh, so he opened his mouth and felt Aiden's thickness slide across his tongue like a blank. Mm, like a peach. <laughs> oh, like a juicy peach. Like a juicy Georgia, Georgia peach. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to play it all back and see how it sounds. So here we go. Robbie bent down to pick up the soap. He realized that he was now eye to eye with Aiden's massive member. Suck it, growled Aiden. Robbie reached out and took hold of Aiden's wet, dreamy cock. His tongue toyed with Aiden's moist foreskin. He opened his mouth and felt Aiden's thickness slide across his tongue like a juicy Georgia peach, pushing down towards the back of his throat. Oh my gosh, oh, I would need to hear the rest of this story. And then he gagged him with the big old bobblehead in the back of his throat and Rob choked. And then they had to call an ambulance. And that's when Walt realized that Aiden was having his nephew and he joined in with a camera. Cut, print, publish, Emmy. Here's your cigarette, <laughs> Nicole. Take a break. <laughs> All right, next challenge is the island. Ming, do you want to explain how the island works, please? Picture this. You're on a deserted island and three people come ashore. First person, send away. Second person, you can sleep with, but then you must send them away immediately. And then the last person you keep for company. Not allowed to touch, just company. So I'm going to give you three options of people and then you need to tell me what you're going to do with each of which them. Which one I'm keeping for company, which one I'm fucking and getting rid of, and which one I'm just not... Not touching. No, me tokes, get away from me. Don't touch me. Queens from Atlanta that been on Drag Race. So Lala Reed, Mariah, and Violet. Oh, okay. This is kind of... this. Uh... Hmm. Who do I just send right away? Okay, first off, you stay and you hang out with Violet and you hope to God she's brought her whole wardrobe. <laughs> so she gets, we hang out forever. Good. Me and Violet, best friends forever. So I would, I could hang out with Eternity for Violet while she told me how bad my drag was. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, should we just be like, no. I would deal with that because we're similar sizes. So I'm like, you're right, girl. Let me just wear your shit. Let's just <laughs> hang out in your stuff, throw mine back into the ocean and let it go. <laughs> um, who do I fuck out of Mariah and Lala? I think out of the two of them, oh, but then I just got to send Lala away. Hmm. I guess Lala gets sent right away. Mariah, I fuck because she's to be very gentle with my um, moist, massive member. Uh. <laughs> All right. Then the final one is Country Divas. You've got to choose between Kelly Clarkson, Faith Hill, and Carrie Underwood. No, I can't. Oh, no. I throw myself off the island and they all get to stay and hang out together. Oh, my God. You volunteers tribute. You're oh, totally. Wait a minute. 
Kelly Clarkson, I've already kind of hung out with her because I went to her concert front row. <laughs> humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> oh, so does she go back on the boat? Ooh! Oh my gosh. Okay, well, Faith Hill. Mm, I love Faith Hill. Okay, I think Carrie Underwood stays or Kelly Clarkson stays. Oh my God. Oh, you're going to get rid of Faith instead now? Oh, now I'm fucking Faith, I think. Oh, you're fucking Faith. Yeah. I'm a fuck Faith because she's probably the most mature and knows how to do it right. And, you know, I'm a soft lover. Both of those other two seem like a lot of work. But, uh, oh, I don't know. Ooh, Kelly or Carrie stays. Oh, my God. I probably know more of Kelly's stuff, like her whole album's back to front. So I would hang out with her and we could do sing-alongs. Kelly stays. Carrie gets back. Oh, my gosh. That was so difficult. Like, I really know these people. <laughs> people uh, yeah. That was a hard one for me. Y'all took me through it with that one. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Are you ready? Okay. <clears throat> well, that's the end of this episode. Make sure you subscribe and tell your friends, don't touch me. Follow Ming on Instagram. Hey, Mingling. Follow Mr. Johnson on Twitter, GTV London. Follow me, the one and only Nicole Page Brooks from Atlanta, Georgia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Don't forget my website, NicolePageBrooks.com. This episode was presented by Gaydar.net, the original gay dating app. And tune in next time for more snowballing all over your face and more gay nonsense. (laughs) 